Angie sent me a, uh, a video this week, and I watched it. And something was said in that video that made me go, that's what we are. Because a lot of times, especially when people don't know who you are, and you talk to them about church, they'll say, what kind of church you go to? Now, it's easy to say Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Church of God, Pentecostal, Apostolic. Easy to use those names, but when you are, and there's nothing wrong with that, but when you are a non-denominational church, I have said for years, I can remember saying this in Friendsville. I want people to walk in our service and go, oh, this is a, this is a Pentecostal church. No, 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 wait, wait a minute, no. This is a Baptist church. No. Well, this is a white church. No. No. This is a black church. No. Because it's not about figuring out with your head knowledge. It's about knowing who you are according to the Scripture. And I have said for a long time that we are a word of faith church, which we are. But something was said in this video that Miss Angie sent me this week. And it made me go, yeah, that's what we are. We are a word of faith and spirit-filled church. John 6.63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. See, Jesus calls the very words that he speaks spirit and life. Somebody say spirit and life. John 1, verse 1. I got a lot of scripture, so I'm probably going to stay right behind this pulpit for a while today. But I hope you don't mind the word. Come on, somebody. We are a word of faith church and a spirit-filled church. John 1 says... 1-1, one, one, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Now, John 1 verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh. Who is the Word that was made flesh? Somebody say His name again. Jesus. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, 1 John 5 verse 7 says, For... There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Can I tell you today that Jesus is the Word of God? Come on, somebody. He is the Word that created all of creation. He was doing the same thing when he walked the earth that he was doing when he created the earth. 
Are you with me? You got to get in your, in your heart that if you look at Genesis 1, 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the water. Now, in the Scripture, we have the Father, the Son, which is the Word. Somebody say the Word. And the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit hovered, the Word said, on the face of the waters but wasn't put into action until the Word of God was spoken. Not until God said was anything created. But then, somebody say, but then. After the Spirit moved and the Word went forth, light came. Life came. And all that is was created through the Word of God. Jesus is teaching us that the same is true today about the Word of God. I believe it's God's will that we move into this place on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. doesn't matter what day of the week. And when you get here, you should be compelled to move in and press in and feel the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody say, well, it ain't about feeling something. Oh, it is. It is. The Word said that the Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. But when the Word was put to the Spirit, then power came and things started coming to life. I'm here to declare and decree in your life today, if you will get up every morning and make a place for the Spirit of God, if you will turn some music on that will welcome Him in, if you will just all by yourself with just your mouth, Holy Spirit, I want you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Holy Spirit, invade my mind today. Holy Spirit, lead me in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Holy Spirit, show me. And then you would set yourself down and get in your word. My God, when you walk out of your house, you'll be able to take on hell with a water pistol because God in the Spirit and the Word will move you. You may be seated. John 14, 12 says, Jesus tells us, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me. I want to ask you a question. Do you believe on the Lord today? Jesus was talking, by the way. You know, it's the, it's the chapter where he says, I'm going to, to prepare a place for you. And in my house will be many mansions if it were not true. You know that part? Gets down to verse 12. And he said, verily, verily, I say unto you. In other words, hey, 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 listen, listen. That's what verily, verily means. Hey, hey, listen. I say unto you, he that believeth on me. Somebody say, I believe on him. Now, this is where it gets good. The works, Jesus talking, the works that I do. Shall he do? Who? Who's he? The one that believes. Also. But here's where it gets in a place where the human mind starts to check out. Jesus said, you'll do great things as I've done. And greater things than these shall he do because I'm going away to the Father. How will we then do the works that Jesus did? Well, I believe first, of course, we need the filling of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to make this clear. You don't have to be filled with the Holy Ghost in my opinion and according to what I read in the Scripture. 
But why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want that? I believe you don't have to have it. Let me rephrase. I don't think you have to have it to go to heaven, but I think you need it to fight the devil. See, all that Jesus did was by the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost that was inside him. Now, this is also available to us, all of those who ask. This is the power, the anointing that the scriptures speak of in Ephesians 3.20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. A lot of people read that scripture and they think it's talking about God. It's talking about the power of God that is available to work in us. God will do exceedingly, abundantly above what we can ask or think. How is that? By the power that works in us. How then do we release that power? What is the key to tapping into the great power of God that's dwelling on the inside of you? Here it is. Are you ready? In John 14, 10. Believest thou not that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the work. So I'm here to tell you today that if you are a child of the Most High God, Jesus Christ said you have power to do the works he did, but greater. And you know why? Because he said it is expedient that I go away. Because if I go not away, then the Comforter cannot come. Do you know who the comforter is? The Spirit of the Lord. I am a word of faith man. I am a word of faith preacher. I am a word of faith uh, uh, child of God. I'm a word of faith Christian. And this is a word of faith church. But don't make any mistake. We're a word and spirit church. I believe to let the... Don't be scared of the Spirit. This ghost ain't got nothing but good in store for you. This ghost ain't going to scare you. This Now it might scare the hell out of your flesh. But you need the hell gotten out of you. I need the hell gotten out of me. We are born of woman. And when the Bible says there were a few days full of misery. But I got news for you. I am reborn of the spirit of God. I am reborn by the blood of Jesus. I am reborn for the works and by the works of the cross. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Jesus spoke only what he heard of his father. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. If you have never read Bill Winston, Law of Confession, you need to read that book. You say, what's so special about that book? It'll break down to you and give you a way and a plan. A plan to teach you how to make sure the words that come out your mouth support the Spirit of God that is in your heart. Because if you are not saying the words that correspond to His Spirit, you are going to ask amiss. You are going to fail. You're going to make bad decisions. But if I line the word up in my heart and I speak only, somebody say only, only the word, just like when they spoke the universe into existence, it's that living word that brought forth the power out of him. And it will bring the, pow- the same power. The same power. Death and life is in the power of your tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. 
Matthew 8, go to there. Matthew 8, verse 5. I'm trying to get this scripture in because we're a word church and we're a spirit church. Matthew 8, 5 says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, The Lord, my servant, hath lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say unto the man, Go, and he goeth. And I say to another, And he come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard this, He marveled and said to them that followed, Verily, listen, that's what he was saying, Verily, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. If you will speak the word and then act like it's already done. This centurion soldier said, you don't have to come to my house. Just speak the word. Oh, if I can just get to the prayer line, I can be healed. I believe in praying for people in the prayer line. I believe in laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. I believe that. But what happens when you're in a place that you can't get to the prayer line? What happens when you're in a place that you need God to move all up in your life and you can't get no preacher? Maybe, what if, what if you're in a place where you feel like that you are all alone in this because you can't tell everybody, you can't, you can't bring it, because I'm going to tell you something, you can't tell just everybody what you're praying about because they will speak death to that. I love what Pastor Tim said this morning. He was nice, I guarantee that man was nice to him, but I promise you one thing, that man right there looked at that other guy, if he said he said that, I believe that. I'm not going to let you speak that over my life. I'm not going to let you bring that death into my life. I'm here to tell you, if you will get the word in your heart and you will speak it and you believe it, you'll see things change. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health unto their flesh. See, it's the spirit that gives life. When you release the word, you're literally releasing the life-giving Spirit of God and it will do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. There's power in the living Word of God. I believe that's why there's, it's so important to pray the Word of God over your situation Whenever it may be, whatever it may be, whenever it may be, always pray the word. I've heard too many people say, God, if it be your will, you can know what the will of God is. It's in the word. We try to be kind to God, and that's really nice if you're talking to your grandmama. You should always be kind to your grandmama. All God wants you to do He's not looking for, for uh, humani- uh, uh, humanity etiquette. He's looking for spiritual etiquette. He's looking for you to walk in the etiquette that moves him and moves his word into your life. So in other words, what you do when you go to the Lord, you don't have to go to him and, and, and say, well, God, I humble myself. He knows your heart. 
Go to him with a worship in your heart. He'll, he'll love that. Because he said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. No, what we do is a lot of times we'll walk in and we'll go, oh, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just so lowly. And you know what happens? The devil goes, bam. While you're worrying about making sure you look humble in front of everybody else. Now, I ain't trying to make you arrogant. There's a fine line between arrogant and confidence. Find it and walk it. I'm not trying to, I, I, I don't like arrogance and, and God doesn't like arrogance. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about getting out of the humanity of our thinking and knowing how to go to the throne of God and get something done. When you pray, pray the word of God. Ephesians 6, 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. You don't have to pray, God, if it be your will, heal these people. I don't ever pray that way. I don't ever pray that way. Because I am in no doubt what God's will for health is. But wait a minute, your wife died of cancer. The devil is a liar. He is a thief. And he stole from me. I've been told, well, God must have had a plan for her death. No, I disagree with that. You can believe what you want to, and I'm not trying to be ugly. But I'm going to tell you, I will not accept that. God didn't have a plan for her death. The, the word never, never contradicts itself. In Genesis in Genesis, it is told to us by God that we have the right to live 120 years. Here's what I'm telling you, and that's why I'm more dogmatic, if you want to call it that, today than I ever have been before. Because I'm not about to sit around and let some demon come in and whisper in your ear and say, well, it, it, it's just maybe your time. I'll tell you what my time is. When my life is finished and complete, and I believe as long as God's plan is in your life... God will give you energy into your 80s and 90s. And I'm looking for 100, baby. I'm looking at 105. I see some people. I, I, I see some people online every once in a while. You see this 108-year-old man, and he can barely move. That ain't going to be Pastor Jack. Now, how do you know? Because I'm decreeing it and declaring it right now. And Job said, I could decree a thing, and it would be done. It would be established on the earth. Oh, Pastor, you're getting out there. Oh, we ain't even out there yet. We're just getting started. I will never tell you anything that I can't back up, and I just backed up what I said. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. But, Pastor, that ain't what that's talking about. Show me where it's not. What do you want? Hey, I, I, I've told my mama this. I, I, I said, because she made, and she's watching, I love you. But she made this statement one day. She said, well, because she's 86 healthy as she can be spits the word of God out like, like a machine she said well there's just more people over, more family over there now more people I know over there than they are over here and it kind of made me mad just a little bit now I'm nice to my mama even if I'm aggravated but because I, I believe the word also the word says honor thy father and the mother so that your days will be long so here I'm speaking 120 of them being ugly to my parent mm -mm, don't work you got to take the whole word, y'all. But the Bible also said, be angry and sin not. Didn't say I couldn't get a little aggravated. And I wasn't aggravated at her. I was aggravated at that mentality. And I said, Mommy, because I
That's what I call her. I'm 53, she's 86, and she's still my mommy. If you don't like it, sorry. But I said, Mommy, I said, you can go on to heaven anytime you want to. You've lived a good life. You've been a great mother. You're a wonderful grandmother. You are so good to everybody. If you desire to go on, I said, but let me tell you something. I said, you're talking about how many more people. I said, what about your grandchildren? I said, what about your great-grandchildren? I said, the power of God that is within you. Why don't you make a determination that you're going to speak that and you're going to stand in the gap for them. You don't have to get up and go to work no more. You don't have to get up and do anything in particular. You could just set yourself to be an intercessor for your family for the rest of your life. And you're healthy. You can live a long time. She never talked about more people being over there than over here to me again. I don't know that she still don't feel that way. She just don't hear me probably. But that's how I feel. And y'all know I love my mama. I honor her. But we get in this mentality that we think we have to die because the world says, well, the life expectancy is. Who made those statistics? Did somebody that was full of the Holy Ghost and believed every word of the God, somebody that was a, a word of faith, spirit-filled Christian, did they write those statistics? Hey, I appreciate the, 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 the medical community, but they don't know it all. God knows it all, and His Word is the truth. And I want to point out something to you, and, I, and I'll get through with this in just a second. Ephesians six 17, I'm going to read it again, and take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. This part of the battle armor, I want you to understand... All of the rest of the armor listed in Ephesians 6 is for defense. But the word of our sword is how we fight offensively. Find the promise of God concerning whatever you need in the Scripture. And speak it out. Speak it out in authority. Speak it out in faith. Knowing that it will not return void. In Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. I got all kinds more scripture. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to tell you. God's word never fails. So what is God's word over your situation? Are you lonely today? He, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. I will not tremble. I will not be worried because you are with me, O God. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know what that is? That's the Word of God. Oh, if you're feeling lonely today, why don't you just receive that right now in the name of Jesus? Maybe, maybe you got a bad doctor report this week. Maybe, maybe you went in, they, they opened up, and they found something. I got good news for you. The Word says... I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. Don't give up. Don't let the word of faith, word of God, word of power come out your mouth. Keep it flowing. Don't let it out of your mouth. Keep it flowing from your mouth. Amen.
Would you stand with me? And I want to ask you this question today. What do you desire to do for God? What? No, no, no. What do you desire God to do for you in 2023? So, oh, I just want Him to be God. Come on now. He's going to be that whether you draw on Him or not. But He said, if you ask, you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Today I'm here to tell you whatever it is that the, the Lord has birthed in your heart. You're not a part of a church that will stifle your dreams. You're not part, I'm not a pastor that you come to me and you give me some, some as the world might see it, outlandish idea of what God has called you to do. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand in agreement with the Word and you, and we're going to watch you flourish into that. Because we're a Word of Faith church and we're a Spirit-led church. I wonder what the Spirit is saying to you today. I wonder what the Spirit is saying to us as a church today. Oh, I know. I know what He's saying to me. I know, man, I'm going to tell you something. I preached this message a few few weeks ago, and it has come back up in my heart over and over, and I keep saying it to my children. I've got this thread. Now that I've got kids slung all over the place, I've been, every day I've been, been getting on this thread and saying this is the day that the Lord has made because their mama taught them when they were little bitty boys and girls to say I will rejoice and be glad in it and I usually so many times that I've sent that out and we've talked through that thread I have said we win in 2023 I win in 20 I'm going to tell you something the Lord has restored the joy of the Lord to my life I have peace like I haven't had since 2013 I was sitting last night and it really hadn't hit me 10 years ago this year in November we walked into a doctor's office never to be the same as a family again that'll never happen again to me how can you be so sure because I know what the word says today more than I've ever known it before in my life because since then I have studied and I have sought God and I don't believe it's God's will for us to die early I don't believe that I don't believe that So you know what? I'm going to preach that. I'm going to teach that. I'm going to stand on that. And I'm going to believe that. And I'm going to draw you as much as I can. Because I got news for you. You say, well, my marriage is dead. God can revive it. If it was God's will to start with, God hasn't changed his mind. Amen? Let's go ahead and hit the devil in the face. You say, well, what about your, your failed marriage? It wasn't God's will to start with. That ain't no slur on nobody. If anybody ever says to me, I don't miss God, I'm like, well, that's nice. Because I sure did. Pastor, don't, don't be talking about that stuff. Why? Why? What the devil can keep in secret, he will beat you upside the head with. More in my life today do I want everything in my life laid out before God than I ever have before. Because I know that His will for me is to prosper and be in health even as He so prospers. Now, here's your instruction. See yourself as a Word and Spirit Christian. How do I get the Spirit? 
you draw the Spirit with worship and praise. You get up every morning and you set your atmosphere as a place that the Spirit... You live your life. Don't, don't leave it in your bedroom neither. Take it in your car. Walk in the office with it. Go, go do your job with it. Go, go to the jobs that you say, well, oh, I'll work with a bunch of heathens. Then they need you to stay in your Spirit. They need you to walk in the Spirit because they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. When You know what happens when you fill a bucket up? It starts sloshing over the top. What we need is to be full of the Spirit so that the Spirit of the Lord will start touching people around us. I don't mean you have to preach at them. Why don't you love them? Why don't you just walk in there with the Spirit of the love just gushing out of you and allow that to touch other people? Thank you guys so much for joining High Praises Church podcast today. We are so happy to have had you with us. If you just met Jesus for the first time and you want to commit your life to him, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you. I open my heart and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for answering my prayer and saving my life. Amen. God is so good. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and may his face shine upon you and may he be gracious to you. Now we want you to stay connected with our socials. You can find us every Sunday and Wednesday on our Facebook and YouTube live at the High Praises Church and catch us on our Instagram at the High Praises. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care.